Season one of Watch With You is made possible by the support of Barry from Podcast in Color. Thank you, Barry. We're caroling through the night and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Lady D here and Lady H. Another- She's here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Watch With You. And we are here today to talk about holiday movies. And we are all now mistletoe and we are mistletoes and mistletoed. Wait, wait, wait. Mistletoed? Yeah, because you got to be under your mistletoe and get kissed. It's a holiday movie. Oh, my God. I'm going on mute. <laughs> So, Miss Lady H has given a definition for mistletoe. A watcher of holiday movies from late October to the 1st of January. That's me. And we ring and we rope Lady H in on it, too. Kicking, screaming, hoping for an alien invasion or for Jesus to come back. <laughs> Whichever happens first. Whatever happens first. She is so bad. Holiday movies are not that bad. Holiday movies are wonderful little escapes from October to January. Mm -hmm. The Grinch had a point. What was the Grinch's point? Not to put up with these who's and whovilles making all that gosh darn racket. (sighs) <sighs> Trash. That's what his point was. And I don't blame him not one bit. I'm just saying. And your but, little and your little heart is <sighs> a lump of coal. Yeah. I ain't mad at it neither. Let's talk about these holiday movies. Oh, yes. I, I will enter the into the season of gladness. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with the season of gladness. I am a missile hoe, and so is your mom, and so is my dad. I know. I wish there was a 12-step program to, <laughs> to get out of here. I don't know if it starts with the gremlins and ends with Die Hard, but you know what? I'm going to drink this eggnog topped off with all of the bourbon, and I will get into the spirit today. Let, let that eggnog hit you. Because we need to loosen you up so you could go. The Christmas bells are ringing. Ding dong. That's going to give me gas. (laughs) Christmas is my holiday. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. From now to January when my tree Mm -hmm. comes down on the 10th. So Lady H, what Mm -hmm. holiday movie starring a black female lead did you watch? I watched... A Picture Perfect Holiday. It starred Tatiana Ali. And let me make sure that I have the name of the other gentleman. Not other gentleman, as if there were several. I wish wish there were several gentlemen. (laughs) It would be nice if they had more than one. You mean like a thruple? Hey. Is is that what you're suggesting? That they should like have a thruple holiday? Well, okay. I, I well, wish. That, look, those have happened before in holiday movies, just not starring, you know, black leads. Oh, 
I didn't know. It's a love triangle, but you know, someone always won at the end. Nah, see, that's that ain't a thruple. <laughs> I said a thruple. Okay, so it was a picture perfect holiday starring Tatiana Ali and Henderson Wade. Now, I think we all know Tatiana Ali because she played Ashley Banks in The Fresh Prince of Bel Air and did a lot of other roles. But Henderson Wade, I had never seen before. I'm not familiar with him at all. He was perfectly charming, very goofy. I did, in terms of movies, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> okay, let's be real for a second. Let me, can I get real? Let me let, let the Grinch step into the arena for a second. Um, One of the issues that I have with the holiday movies on Hallmark and Lifetime and some of the other places is that it's very formulaic. I could get down with that, but they're also very chaste. So, I mean, if this was a romance novel, it had tropes, enemies to lovers. Well, no, excuse me. Enemies to friends and implied lovers later, we hope, since his lifetime after they got married in a chapel at Christmas. Okay. And it was first proximity. So essentially the movie starts off with a photography retreat and two people having to share a space. And then there was an issue of control as to who gives up what and different people's perspectives and to look at the other side of another person's opinion. So that that is essentially the tension of the movie. And it was resolved in a way at the end I won't say how it was resolved in case people would like to watch it. Um, And it was cute-ish, like I said before, or I will say again. You have, if this was a romance novel, two, two days in of shared proximity, there was only one bed. There would not have been any more tossing of a coin to figure out who is gets to sleep in a bed. There would have been, ooh, we need body heat. Ooh, we getting along. Her ankles would have been around his ears by day three in a romance novel. And we didn't get any of that here. And he was doing everything he could and making himself available and saying, girl, if you want it, jump on it. Come ride it. You know the rest. Again, wholesome movies well then he should have wholesomed up and covered up his abs and no he was around here flaunting look at me girl look at me look at me girl look at me i can pose girl i can cook oh like i mean okay fine he was he was really much you know offering himself up like a common harlot that's what he was i was shocked and appalled no i'm teasing in all seriousness though um i think that if you like the genre and you like forced proximity or shared proximity in enemies to lovers, then those tropes will engage you enough where you will have a good time. That's all I'll say. Or you can ask of me your questions. Okay. Would you watch it again? No. (laughs) I'm being for real though, right? It's hard to say that I'd watch it again because... There are so many other things that are coming out. And you're talking about time. 
that it's to say, I've seen this thing and let me watch it again. No, and nor do I think that I would add it to my Christmas, like, oh my gosh, you got to watch this list. However, I don't think much in the genre would make my list. And that's me and what I consider a Christmas movie. It says more about me and less about that, uh, that particular movie. However, you who loves these movies, what I say to you, you should watch it. Absolutely. I'm a sucker for Christmas romance. Thanks for giving me something to watch later. Maybe on my way to bed. <laughs> now, wait a minute. On your way to bed, you darn near saying, oh, let's something I can go to sleep to. No, I watch lots of television and movies before I go to bed. Mm, okay. I don't necessarily fall asleep on them. <clears throat> Again, it's not bad. It is. They had good chemistry. He weighed he gave just enough charm without being obnoxious. Now we had some jokes because we suspected he was a biracial butterfly because, uh, and his mama was white because he had some white womanish things. Okay. In the beginning. All right. So for people that like holiday movies like me, you're saying to watch it for people like, you know, because your version of a holiday movie is die hard. Precisely. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about the movie that I watched. And then we will talk about the one that we watched together. I watched the Santa Stakeout. And that was starring Tamara Murray Housley and Paul Campbell. Mm. Now, it was a stuck together trope. Um, you have two detectives that have to solve a crime during Christmas. And they get stuck in a neighborhood staking out their suspects. Was it my favorite plot? Actually, the plot wasn't even that really bad. But was I enthused about the acting? Tamara was great. Paul... Eh, not so much. But it was a cute storyline. The person who did the crime, you didn't necessarily thought did the crime because they kept pushing you another way. And then, of course, at the end, they come together. Would I probably watch this one again? No. I didn't like it. I think maybe more that I didn't like Paul Campbell. I didn't like the male lead. He wasn't hot. He was just goofy looking. And I wasn't feeling any feels. Well, damn. Because <laughs> I'm, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, mm -hmm. that was one that I thought, okay, maybe I can get together with because I like mysteries and I thought, oh, well, we're combining a few other tropes where it may take place at Christmas, but you have professionals doing professional things and hopefully using and matching their wits, something along those lines. And you're telling me the story was okay. The issue was the actors and their chemistry. Yeah. Yes. 110%. 
like I said, I like Tamara. Tamara usually acts fine in most things that she's in. I didn't like Paul. I didn't like the male lead. Like I said, he was he was goof. He wasn't even goofy, goofy, but he was goofy. He wasn't even attract that attractive. Like you know, the things that you need in a romance novel. Your guy is supposed to be attractive, or a romance movie. He wasn't exactly attractive. It's kind of like everybody's saying Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive, and I'm going not. But anyway. I mean, why did Paul Rudd catch a stray bullet? I mean, <laughs> because it's a ro look, it's romance. You're supposed to have a good looking male lead. It's not happening. <sighs> a little bit of cuteness. There was no cuteness. And there was no chemistry. There was no on screen acting chemistry. There was no. Oh my God, he gets on my nerves, but oh, I might, if I think about it, we might be, you know, fall into play. I mean, it did, that's, you know, that's of course what the stuck together trope is, but was it really believable on screen? Not to me, but it got to play because it's a holiday movie and I try to watch them all. Well, then I lucked out because my two leads, did, he was cute. And they did have chemistry. Well, good. So <laughs> I, I guess listening to you, I guess I shouldn't be complaining then. Well, damn. Well, no, you shouldn't because I was not feeling it. And I and I feel bad for telling y'all a Maori twins movie I didn't like. Why? She ain't your mama? That's not the point. I actually like the girls. Uh. I, I, I've been here for all the twitches. So no. But watch it if you'd like. It's on on demand, I'm sure. And if you have and if you have Xfinity, you can find it there. So there are some wonderful films if you're looking for holiday romance that you can watch um, that are from the past couple of years. And honestly, in the past couple of years, we have started to get romance holiday movies with black female leads. We've been getting a lot of them more. Um, Hallmark has been the place for holiday romance movies. And in the last couple of years, they've put more out there. And then of course, on streaming, Netflix, and then there's also Lifetime. So we've got a few. An old one that you can watch is The Holiday Calendar on Netflix with Kat Graham and Quincy Brown. The synopsis is, a talented photographer stuck in a dead-end job inherits an antique advent calendar that may be predicting the future and pointing her toward love. I've actually seen this movie, and I would definitely say watch it. It's from 2018, and it's on Netflix. Um, let's see. There's also Christmas with a View, and this is from, again, 2018. And another one on Netflix. But so it's not so much that the lead in this one is a black female, but the supporting character is the best. Here's the synopsis. Still reeling from a business failure, the restaurant manager of a ski resort finds her world jolted by a new chef who has a hidden past. The reason I'm telling you to watch this is because Vivica A. Fox is in it. 
there's well there's a ton on netflix so there's also let's meet again on christmas eve starring kyla pratch that is on lifetime and there's a few over on lifetime that you can watch that are older ones there's also one called the christmas hotel but there are several coming out for 2021 on our favorite other network, Lifetime, for romance. And Lady H is going to tell us about those. Now, I know that I've been grinchy about the holiday movies that they show on Lifetime and Hallmark, but there is one holiday movie that I really do want to see, and it's called Boxing Day. Uh, it stars Asia Naomi King. Unfortunately, because it is Boxing Day, I think it's going to be released in the UK. I don't know when it'll be airing here. And if it's not on HBO Max, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to read the synopsis. It says, inspired by writer, director, and star Emil Amin's life, Boxing Day follows Melvin Amin, a British author living in America who returns home to London for Christmas to introduce his American fiance, Lisa, played by Asian Naomi King, to his eccentric British Caribbean family. Their relationship is put to the test as she discovers the world her fiance has left behind. I will also link to the trailer. I, I think we tweeted it before, but I will retweet it. It looks very interesting. You're talking about lots of different culture clashes and two black leads. And I just love Asian Naomi King. And I will consume just about everything that she does. So that is my most anticipated 2021 holiday movie. But more accessible and one that we know is actually going to air was coming on Lifetime. I did put up a graphic and I'm going to look at it before. I will say that things are subject to change uh, in case they add new ones. Uh, Hallmark is airing a movie called A Holiday in Harlem. It premieres on Sunday, November 14th, but you know how they do. You'll be able to find it throughout the week and probably throughout the weeks to come. And I wasn't on the original list. So even though I did write down on the graphic, the movies that have a black woman lead, there may be others that pop up. But in the meantime, just know that A Picture Perfect Holiday, which we talked about or I talked about earlier, aired November 13th. You Make It Feel Like Christmas airs November 20th. Merry Little Christmas Baby, November 27th. Now that is the third in the trilogy starring Kelly Rowland. I will say those are cute that I can get with. Miracle in Motor City, November 28th. This one stars Smokey Robinson. And if he don't sing, I'm gonna cut somebody. There ain't no Loretta Devine on that one. Uh, Christmas Dance Reunion, December 3rd. Now my kids were all about high school musical. So I do recognize uh, Monique Cole and Corbin Blue. And so they will be the leads in that one. Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas. Lord, if that ain't the preacher's wife, I don't know what it will be. December the 4th. 
my favorite Christmas melody, December the 5th. So that's that's a time. December 3rd, 4th, and 5th is on Negro Weekend on Lifetime. And then we have Under the Christmas Tree, December 19th. And writing around the Christmas tree, December 25th. So that's what's coming up. In terms of the things that I will certainly be watching, I'm going to watch Merry Little Christmas Baby and Miracle in Motor City because I want to see Smokey. I love me some Smokey. And uh, Kirk Franklin's A Gospel Christmas and perhaps, perhaps, I'm lying. I don't know. It depends on the time about a Christmas dance reunion, but those are the ones that caught my interest. And back to you, Lady D. All right. Thank you, Lady H. So we have one movie that we watched together that we are going to talk about. And that was Christmas in Harmony. And that, I'm a little mad because one of, we're not talking about the lead characters, but one of the supporting actresses who we all know and love, Ms. Loretta Devine, didn't give us any music. I'm upset about this. I don't know about you, Lady H, but I was upset about this because how dare she not sing? I was disappointed. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Uh, as soon as I saw her, I was disappointed. Now, I have to ask you, are we to the point where we may spoil a bit? We may. So I'm going to give, we're giving you fair warning. If you'd like to watch the movie, it is available on Hallmark. It was called Christmas in Harmony. It should be on available on On Demand. Um, it may not be available on the app because I did try to look for it on the app and I did not see it. It is cute. And that's where we're going to leave it for those of you who do not want to be spoiled. If you do not want to be spoiled, wait, 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 I, I want to add something else. Sure. It stars Ashley Murray, who people may know from Josie and the Pussycats on Riverdale, the one that airs on CW. It also stars Luke James. And they're both singing it in the movie. And Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. So I want to at least drop some names before we say, or as you said, get on the hell out of here. I never said get on the hell out of here. But if you do not want to be spoiled, I suggest you get off now and we will see you next episode. You've got three seconds to get off. One, two, Three. Bye. All right, Lady H, let's get into this movie. I am still mad. We had Loretta Devon and no singing. Not even a hum. Okay, so here's the thing. The tension of the movie is that Ashley Murray's character was a singer. She went to New York instead of pursuing a singing career for herself, she discovered other artists like Michelle Williams' Melody character and Ashley Murray's character's name is Harmony. And uh, like fun fact, my father is a, mu what, is a musician, even though he's passed, he still is. 
And there, <laughs> there were two names that they thought about naming me. And that was Harmony or Melody. And that ain't what I got. So we got, we got so far to the other end of that. <laughs> well, yeah, yes, but that is what he wanted. And uh, and that's why he had a granddaughter named Jazzy. That's another story for another day. Well, so the the point that I'm making is that she comes back. There's some downsizing. She comes back home to spend Christmas. She runs into one could argue the love of her life. There was a miscommunication or a vow that was taken between him, her mom, and her father. That was some bull. Yes, but what they could have done was instead of having that vow, maybe have said the mom had a dream deferred and she wanted to be a singer. So she wanted her daughter to be a singer and pursue her dreams and not give it up for a man, maybe like she did, which is the reason why homeboy didn't go to New York with her. Like that could have been a reason to acknowledge the fact that Loretta Devine can sing. And instead they were like, "Mm, you got all of it from your father. He's not here. I don't get, I'm like, you cast Loretta Devine and we going to act like she didn't get it from her mama? How? How? The pop is Loretta Devine. So that's me. So in my fantasy booking or rewriting and saying, there was a way that you could have worked that in and made it a little bit more poignant. Like, I didn't want you to make my mistakes and I want it better and different for you. And I was wrong trying to control it or something along those lines. But anyway, back to you. I agree. Yeah, I I thought that was some BS talking about he came to meet her and the dad was like, no, I don't want her to give up her dream for you. I mean, you know, I don't know why parents are always trying to make kids try to figure out their dreams and what is who is best for them because just like you made your mistakes kids your kids do have to make their own and just because you don't necessarily like or see a certain person for them doesn't mean you need to to ban them or try to stop them it always ends up when it comes out leading to some resentments and some dislike and hurt to both sides. That's what I think. However, however, there was good chemistry back to the movie itself. There was good chemistry between Ashley Murray and Luke James. That was the good part. Lots and lot good, 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 because we didn't have that forced chemistry hate forced chemistry that was nothing but that other movie and you know he did come clean you know she was upset saying that he never had faith in her and he had to call her on her own self-doubt but her self-doubt came from the fact that 
when she went to New York, everybody basically turned her down as a singer, including her boss or the man that became her boss. <laughs> well, um, can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I really appreciated about this movie was even in the beginning, Melody played by Michelle Williams always had harmonies back. She didn't appreciate the melody, did not appreciate how harmony was undervalued. And she spoke out on it to say, nobody here understands or gets me. And don't dismiss what harmony is bringing to the table. And you, I read my contract. I know what you want. I know how the value that I have and what I bring to the table. And I also recognize the value that Harmony brings to the table and you should respect that. And even towards the end and how she was brought back into the story, Melody always had Harmony's back and she was encouraging her and not just having her back because there's a difference between supporting you privately and being a sponsor and going into the room and supporting you while you're not even there. And she did that. And I really, really appreciated how she looked out for her and saw her talent, said it to anybody who will listen, including Harmony. So I appreciated have that character and what she did for, um, for Harmony. Because like you said, there were a lot of other people who didn't see her worth. So she did need that affirmation. And I... It was good. And not like from your mama, because you know how it is. Your mama always got to tell you something positive. But to hear it from an artist whom she respected and also had album sales to back it up. To hear it from her partner in a lot of ways, her music partner, somebody who saw her talent and then challenged her and pushed her to rediscover who she was. So I did... I like that as well, um, a way that one can live harmoniously in oneself. Okay. So let's talk about, we talked about how we were mad about Loretta Devine not singing, but let's talk about the music in this, since this actually happened to be a musical. Um, What did you think? I enjoyed that... Well, let me say first, I did enjoy that we had Michelle sing, we had Ashley sing, we had Luke sing, and the choir initial auditions were horrible, but then suddenly they became this amazing choir sound. But that's all good. <laughs> I did enjoy that everybody showcased their musical talents. It was very Fighting Temptations. And you say that why? Well, with the Fighting Temptations, the premise with Cuba getting Jr. and Beyonce was that they needed a choir to, I guess, what was it? Now, so yeah, oh Lord, it's been a while, to win a competition for some money for a church. And uh, Cuba getting Jr. was there for somebody's funeral. So I think a family members of his funeral. And because that matriarch was the matriarch of the community and the church, Shirley Season, her choir came to sing. And Cuba Gooden Jr. was like, 
oh, well, if there's a competition, we'll just get there and we're good to go. And like, no, that wasn't the choir. This is your choir. And, you know, Beyonce came in and sang and stuff like that. But everybody else, what was there, Levert in there? I think there was a Levert in the movie. But, you know, that's another story for another day. The point was that Kibble Gooding Jr. had to work with what he got. And at first it was Slim Pickens. And, but with one good singer, and some other people, and they built it up where the choir was got to a fuller, richer sound. So no spoilers in case you haven't really seen a movie. Okay. This young lady also felt like her death of her, also the death of her father also gave her, or she also used that as part of a reason to silence herself too. Because she, I think she felt like he wasn't going to be proud of her because she didn't do, uh, didn't make it in the music world as a singer. Although, like you said, she was an incredible AR person. And I, like I said, I think she, she needed a lot of encouragement and support for other people for her to see what she was really worth. She really was a good singer. Still mad that there was no Loretta Divine singing. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, not only um, did Harmony need to see it, but Noah, who was played by Luke James, he also, uh, I think he was a lyricist and a musician. So he was doing the words of music that she was singing. And I think they were also trying to say, two sides of a whole and neither one of them reached their full potential apart but it was them together that was magic and they also needed to rediscover that for both of them to feel or fulfill their destiny and to live in harmony pun intended. Uh, other than that, so the song that they sang, which I guess was a song written for this, was A Christmas Star. I liked it. I don't, I mean, nothing's going to be all I want for Christmas is you, but what did you think of the song and is it something that you would go to the app and buy and add to your Christmas list? Yeah, I like the song. I would probably add it to uh, the list if it was available for a single. Probably download it from one of my, you know, one of the apps. Okay. Well, do you have anything more to say about this, the movie? I'm pretty much good on what we've all said. I think it's worth us, worth your watch. Again, if you're looking for Loretta Devine to sing, she's not singing. So get that out your um, head, but otherwise, I think it was a great movie. Anything? Any other final thoughts from you? Yes. Uh, again, I agree with you, but then I agree with you in saying that I do recommend it. Of the two that I saw, I lucked out. I didn't get a no chemistry crappy uh, movie like you did. Um, so I would recommend you watching this one if you only have time to watch one. This is the one that I would recommend. It, it felt a little preacher's wifey, not gonna lie, but this is the one I would recommend. And because if if I have to be a missile hoe, let me be promiscuous for a second. 
last uh why 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 you're welcome you're welcome last episode i tried to convince lady d to watch the 4400 and i believe she did so lady d what did you think about the 4400 i did watch it the premise i know that is a remake is good I'm not sure that I will tune in to watch it live, but I will definitely catch it on on demand or the app. I still feel that I have other better shows to watch in its place, but I do I do feel it moving right on along. But I'll watch it, like I said, on on demand. Appreciate the the suggestion. I'll get added to the list. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and if you don't mind, I would like to say. Yet again, hey, Queen Mel Mendy. So I watched Ready to Love. Uh, I don't know anybody. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> what I like about the show is that as someone who is in their 40s, I did like seeing, I think the youngest person may have been 33 or so. So I did like seeing people in their 30s and 40s try to take a second chance of love or try to discover love for the first time and do so in a way that suggested that they're ready. They lived a life. Many of them had been married before. Many of them have children. They know what they want. They know what they're looking for. So I guess that's why it's called Ready to Love. Um, I don't know how I feel about Nephew Tommy as the host, but do appreciate the format of the show, which is uh, it was 10 men, 10 women, and there was a cocktail party and you're allowed to go to dates throughout the week, but you come together and during a weekend and decide who you want to connect with or whatever. So as a group, if there's somebody who says, or they feel like, yeah, no one's really feeling this person then they are eliminated because their soulmate, their person, isn't in this group. So I wouldn't necessarily say that one should be offended if they get eliminated because it's just saying, this is not the group for you. Yeah, so I I do want to see if they're, like, who makes it to the end. So I appreciate the recommendation. I am more curious and intrigued by this premise then I am the bachelorette because I said what I said <laughs> about the bachelorette and I am more intrigued than I am for um, Married at First Sight, which has become, cover your ears if y'all if you don't like strong language, a shit show. Uh, not really feeling that. So, And I don't watch any of the 90 Day Fiancés or anything like that, but I'm curious to see where this goes of 20 Black singles in their 30s this season, which is season four, in the DMV, mainly Washington, D.C. So, yeah, like I said, we're about six, five or six episodes in. They're about an hour long. They air on Friday. So it was a good recommendation, and I do thank you for it. And uh, Queen Mindy, I thank you for it. And anybody else, if you have a recommendation, let us know, and we'll try to watch. Well, I think that's everything for today, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. We invite you to send us your feedback, musings, puns, and comments at watchwithyoupod at gmail.com. On Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, watchwithyoupod.